Hello there and welcome to my spot up on the bleachers. You can smell a certain thing in the air. It's called brats cooking on the grill. The coolers are full. It is NCAA football bowl season and it's time for an NCAA report. We haven't done one in a while, but I've got my favorite buddy from the SEC, Russ Robinson, a.k.a. Uncle Frank. So sit back and relax, folks. We're going to talk some sports. This is Gateway City Sports. From Talking Sports on the Bleachers, it's time for the NCAA Report with me, Don Glenn, and my co-host, Russ Robinson. We are a proud part of Gateway City Sports. At Gateway City Sports, you're going to find articles and podcasts on many sports in and around the city of St. Louis and the bi-state area. Russ Robinson is brought to you by the Fifth Street Motors phone line at Fifth Street Motors. They're going to help make your car buying experience less stressful. Located at 2044 Rose Lane in Pacific, Missouri, they're going to help you find the vehicle you need no matter what brand. They believe in giving you the best absolute price on a pre-owned vehicle that's going to fit your budget. Check out what stress-free car buying can be. Give Brandon or Don a call today at 573-259-1306. That's 573-259-1306 and tell them Don Glenn from Talking Sports on the Bleachers sent you. Okay, folks, we are back. It's the NCAA report. And as always, from the Missouri studios of Gateway City Sports, here's my broadcast partner, Russ Robinson. How you doing tonight, Russ? I'm doing just fine, Don. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm fine up here in the up here in the Illinois studios. We got it, we got it rocking and rolling. I'll tell you, we'll start with we'll start with uh, football and the SEC because um, I, I I want you to kind of focus on Missouri first because Missouri had a they've got more to brag football wise than I can brag so I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you dominate the conversation for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's been a good year, a great year for Mizzou. I mean, you know, uh, ten and two in the history of the of the of the program. There's only been uh, 10 win seasons. There's only been, let me think, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. This might be the sixth or seventh 10 win season uh, they've had in the history of their program. So, and it's the first one uh, Drinkwitz has. Uh, So, yeah, anytime Mizzou has a 10 win season, it's a great, it's a great year. People get, the Mizzou fans really get excited. So I think, uh, you know, they lost games to uh, Georgia and they lost to LSU at home. You know, it's possible they could have been 11-1 and one had they a late interception made a difference in the LSU game. Yeah. Uh, that was a close game. Mizzou had the lead for most of that game. It could have been 11-1, and one, but we can't complain too much because there was uh, 
There's a couple of things that happened. There was a 60-something yard field goal that saved the Kansas State game. And then there was a uh, fourth and seven, I think a fourth and 16, the fourth and 17 pass completion, mm-hmm. less than uh, about a minute to go that saved the Florida game. So they, they can't complain too much. We can't complain too much. Well, but as you and I were talking, yeah, uh, we're playing Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl on December 29th in, the, in that uh, New Year's Six, one of the New Year's Six Bowls. And I think, you know, that's a good matchup for Mizzou. Uh, there's a lot of teams, they, there's other teams they could have play, played and they might have been an easier game for Missouri, right. but they wouldn't have gained anything by winning and could have lost a lot by losing. Ohio State's, a, you know, that, that'll give them a challenge. If they beat Ohio State, it'll be a big shot in the arm. If they lose to Ohio State, it really won't hurt the program that much. So so that's that's kind of where we sat. And I think, you know, also, Don, there's the transfer portal. We're right in the middle of it. A lot of people are transferring out. And Mizzou hasn't been hit by the transfer portal at all. They've lost some, some backups, a few, but everyone that's important is staying. So that's always good news for them. Uh, now, where, where did Missouri Missouri end up ranked in the uh, where did they end up ranked ninth tenth ninth ninth, ninth? in the around uh, ninth in the uh, in the uh, college football playoff poll, and I think ninth in the Associated Press poll. So, uh, yeah, it's just been it's been a special year. It was a, not really expected to do this well. I think most fans would have been satisfied with eight and four, uh, and they got ten and two. So in finishing in the top 10 going into the bowl game. Yeah. They're really, everybody's really pleased with that. Now I know, so. I know drink, which has been got getting a lot of heat over the last couple of years. Does this maybe calm those people down for a couple of years or are they, are they, are, oh, are, they, going, are they going to yeah. expect a similar season next year? <laughs> well, that's two, that's almost two different questions. Yes. It's been calmed down. People aren't jumping on drink They're pretty happy. Uh, the question will be, what can he sustain? Uh, what kind of level is he going to be able to sustain? That No one would really expect him to win 10 games year in and year out at Mizzou. That's just not done very often. As you and I were talking before that we started recording, Mizzou had a uh, – this is only like the, uh, oh, I think uh, fifth or sixth time they, they've had 10 wins or more in the history of the program. So, uh, so this is uh, – so, so I don't think anybody would expect it. It would just depend, you know, what kind of consistency he's going to develop over the next few years. Well, you know, will eight and four or something like that be the floor of the program as opposed to six and six? Right. That's what that's what people will be. I think we should be looking forward to see because Gary Pinkle, that's kind of what he set up. He set up kind of an eight and four floor. They had a off year. Eight and four, seven and five was a off year. If they had a, you know, then the 10, 10 plus wins were a really good year. So that's why consistency, you know, uh, in the program, that's that's what they'll be looking for. And I think Drinkwitz, his seat was warm going into the season. It's not warm at all anymore. He's he's in good shape. So yeah, what player? I mean, I know you guys had the quarter, the the early so called quarterback controversy, which became a quarterback not nothing burger really uh from way uh yeah. i understand i i yeah. understand it so what do you have coming back is uh was is, is it uh was a horn as the quarterback 
No, Brady Cook is the quarterback Cook. all year. Cook. Horns, the uh, Horn was the red shirt freshman. He was the red that, shirt. Okay. You know, okay. There was, yeah, a lot of people were expecting. Brady Cook's got one more year, and all accounts, he's coming back. Okay. Uh, Horn, you know, he's a baseball player too, a very good baseball player, a pitcher. Oh, and he okay. plays on the Mizzou baseball team. Uh, that'll be a question to see what he does. Mm -hmm. uh, he decides to focus on on baseball or come back and try to play football again. He's going to be waiting another year unless something happens to Brady Cook. Uh, so I, that'll be an interesting thing. But Brady Cook is this, you know, like Drinkwitz, the uh, pressure, the criticisms are off. I mean, they're they're everybody's everybody's happy with Brady. You know, he he stepped up. He was healthy this year. That shoulder problem he was having last year, you know, was corrected with surgery. Right. And I also think what ha helped him and helped the offense was the offensive coordinator, Drinkwitz, hired Kirby Moore. And it seems like that they that uh, he brought something to the offense that hadn't been there before. I mean, we just saw uh, Cody Schrader, the all-big, all-American running back. He just made the Associated Press – uh, All-American team, hmm, okay. you know, uh, he came out of a, he kind of came, came out of a crowd of running backs. A lot of people thought it might be one of the other guys this year. And he kind of came up and had a great year. So, so he will, he's a senior, he'll be leaving after this year, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Brady is, is established now. And I don't think there's any, the criticism has gone away, has magically gone away in those. Um, kind of turn over to the sec a little bit um you know there's last year you know georgia it was all the talk about georgia you know the georgia this uh -huh. georgia that they you know they they were everywhere i had them crowned king before the season even started i want to get your take on on uh how georgia fell out of favor with the uh championship committee <laughs> well you know I, you know, when they lost to Alabama in the, in the SEC championship game, put them, but they put both teams at 12 and one. So I guess, you know, the, the committee decided they were going to take one SEC team. They were going to, uh, they weren't going to leave the SEC out. No, no more. They would leave the big 10 out. Right. Um, they were going to, they were going to take the SEC champion. You know, in my opinion, you know, it depends, Don, what you consider the four, what the criteria is to selecting those four teams. My understanding is it's supposed to be the four best teams in the country they like to match up. I do think Georgia's one of the four, but I just don't think they, you know, who would they boot out? Uh, they already booted out Florida State, and they took a lot of heat for that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who would be next to be booed out? Texas or Washington? I, I don't know. I, I don't say know. Probably, yeah, one of the two, yeah, probably Washington. If it was going to be booting anybody, I would imagine. Yeah, that's a thirteen and O team too. So they they've they took enough heat taking, I guess, replacing Florida State with Alabama. Uh, I think it was the right call. But I watched that Florida State Louisville game, and it, it Florida State just. They just they they are not one of the top four teams in the country. I'm not even sure at this point they're a top ten team, but uh, but yeah, uh, Georgia Georgia fans have been kind of unusually unexpectedly calm or quiet about it. They haven't all the focus has been on Florida State, as you probably know. Um, all the flack's been coming about Florida State. So so I yeah, I think Georgia you know would could have a case that they should be in. But, you know, I just think of the matter of the politics of the situation, they just weren't going to 
put two SEC teams in there, you know. Yeah. We were talking about it before the show. You know, we've got six bowl games of the major bowl games that I call mm-hmm. them, um, where we're featuring not only SEC but Big Ten teams, but it's the, you know, it's the SEC teams that we're looking at. I mean, uh, as we talked about, you guys have Ohio State coming up in the um, uh, Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got, uh, you got Kentucky in the Gator Bowl. Uh, now they're playing Clemson. That's not a, a Big Ten team. But, but you've got a lot of teams going to, to bowl games this year. Auburn, Maryland in the uh, Music City Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, Georgia, Florida State in the Orange Bowl, uh, Wisconsin, LSU in the Relax West Bowl, uh, Tennessee, Iowa in the Citrus, Alabama, Michigan, of course, in the Rose. Um, you know, that's a that's a lot of high profile for for the SEC. I mean, you know the SEC better than I do. Uh, are all those teams that good? Uh, I'm not sure this is the best, the deepest year for the SEC. Um, it's hard to tell because when they start playing each other, mm-hmm. um, we know Georgia and Alabama are, are, are the blue chips of the league right now. And then uh, after that comes Ole Miss and comes Missouri, and LSU's pretty good. So I don't know. Tennessee had a down year. Uh, Texas A&M had a disastrous year. You know, they were supposed to be – pretty good so i don't know this is the deepest year for them but like i said don sometimes it's hard to tell when these guys start playing each other right um you know so it's it's really it's hard to measure it's hard it's unfair to look at early in the season how some of the teams performed against non-conference teams because teams get better some teams Mm -hmm. get better right um georgia got better alabama got better uh missouri got better uh, so it's really hard to tell. So I, uh, I would say it's probably in my, my guess, my opinion is that it's not as deep, runs as deep this year as it has in the past. The the, the conference has it. So, yeah. you know that goes that varies from year to year. Right. Well, and, and uh, of course the SEC now can boast a Heisman uh, player again. As it, yeah. How many? How many? I don't know how many players have been a Heisman out of the SEC, but it's been a bunch. Can you talk a little bit, a little bit about our Heisman winner from the SEC? Well, uh, Jaden Daniels, and that is the name from yes, LSU. From LSU, yeah, uh, he's he is outstanding, and he's the sole reason Missouri didn't win that game in Columbia. They just the defense never could quite put the stop on him, and the reason uh, LSU, I think they finished nine and three. The reason they were, they were that good this year is strictly because of Jaden Daniels. Brian Kelly, I think it's going to get that program going really good. And he's going to recruit well, and he's going to get players there. But um, you know, without Jaden Daniels, I'm not sure that's a, that might be a 6-6 six and six team because their defense wow. really wasn't, wasn't all that good. But their offense was outstanding, and that's because of Jaden Daniels. And, you know, usually the Heisman winner, Don, goes to some one of the teams that may be in line for a national championship. Um uh, but this year, I think he was just so outstanding, so stood out. Mm-hmm. I think they just could not give it to him. There's just no way they couldn't give it to Jaden Daniels. So, right, um, you know, you know, it's it's a you know, 
they've had their fair share of of uh, Heisman Trophy winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. But so is the Big Ten. I mean, so is some of the other conferences too. So. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. When you talk about the Big Ten in the last, at least the last couple of years, it's always the Big Ten East. I mean, that's who's mm-hmm. been ruling the 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 uh, press inkings and the radio time mm-hmm. and the TV fa- uh, spaces is your Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. Um, I think this year it was it was just more the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big Ten West was uh, pretty much. I mean, when you've got an Illinois team has three con- has three conference wins going into the last two games and still can win their division in the conference, mm-hmm. you know it's a weak division. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, um, and 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 Illinois, um, you know, we we did our quarterback current uh, controversy in reverse. Altmeyer played most of the season, uh, did very, got hurt in the Minnesota game. He got, uh, got a concussion and, um, John Paddock came in and in three plays, uh, brought Illinois back, won that ball game, got a start in the next game. Um, and actually he started the rest of the season after that, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the, a lot of, a lot of people were talking about uh, what's, you know, because he just lit it up. He threw for 500 yards against Indiana. You know, of course, now people are going to say, that's Indiana. Well, you know, you're right. But the, the, the one thing he he was able to do that I think that, that endeared to fans is he had a very quick release. But then again, as I've said, he had a very short drop because he was not – Altmeyer can run. That's mm-hmm. his biggest thing. He can run. He gets into trouble. He can make a play out of nothing. Um, he can extend a play, get a for a receiver to get open. Haddock doesn't have that ability, and uh, he's a senior though, so he's not going to be able to. He won't be back next year anyway. Uh, he was a transfer in from Ball State, and his grandfather—I want to say his grandfather and great grandfather—played for Illinois uh, back in the day. So he had a little bit of an Illinois connection. Our running game this year, you know, we knew it was not going to be the same without Chase Brown. I mean, that was a, that was going to be an obvious. Uh, we thought we had pretty much a three-headed attack. We had uh, Reggie Love and and Josh McCray, and then the freshman uh, Caden Fegan. Early on, it just like last year, injuries started taking the toll, and we were we were down to bringing in a defensive safety as our backup running back mm-hmm. because we had had so many injuries. Uh, Kevin Fagan did a, really did a, a very nice job uh, as a fr- true freshman. You know, came in and just established himself. He's a strong. He's when I say strong runner, he's strong. I mean, he he would go through the line, and you have not guys just missing tag. He's breaking through guys. He's carrying guys. You know, he's six three. I think two fifty. And, you know, not, mm-hmm. not the fastest guy on the field, obviously, but he will run you over. I mean, that's just, he, he reminds me a lot of Frank O'Harris really in, in that respect, he doesn't care who's in his way. He's just going to run. And if you happen to be the one he steps on as he's walking to the end zone, that's, that's, that's the way it goes. The receiving core was, was much, I won't say was much improved. It was improved over last year a little bit. Cause we had a couple guys that were a little more, um, experienced and in tune pat bryant really had a good year casey washington had a very good year uh isaiah williams he was shut out the first 
five games at once. He didn't have a touchdown for the first five games, I think. And uh, but but he ended up coming back uh, strong in the second half of the year. Had a couple issues in a couple different games. Uh, you know, uh, an issue at Minnesota where he fumbled the ball on a return. Uh, like I said, that that game ended up being a win though. Um, so we had you know we had some good things there. The defense. That's where a lot of people thought we'd would would you know would still be okay because we had the law firm up front, Newton and Randolph. But what I tried to tell people, what a lot of other people tried to tell people was, hey, you know, the secondary is where we're hurting because we lost three guys that are pros in the secondary. We lost uh, both safeties and a cornerback in the secondary uh, to the pros last year uh, in um, I um, uh, Witherspoon. Uh, Brown and I can't remember the third guy's name, but they all went to the NFL. So we had we were, we were playing back there with freshmen and sophomores in the in the defensive backfield, and a lot of them were holding their own because a couple of them played in the bowl game last year. But then Matthew Bailey went down with an injury, and he was one of the guys they were really counting on, and so that kind of hurt the defense. Illinois never seemed to get going this year. I mean, they they started out they they won an emotional game over Toledo, and people are saying, "How do you win?" Uh, how do you call that a good win when you have to do the last second field goal to beat Toledo? Well, you know, Toledo lost one game this year to Illinois. I mean, mm-hmm. they are the top Mac team have been mm-hmm. for a long time. We, you know, we went to Kansas and got beat. We turned around and we uh, beat uh, or got beat by Penn state, which we figured we would, um, you know, then we have to, we kind of outlast a Florida Atlantic team. Um Get into the Big Ten schedule. We lose to I or to uh, Purdue badly. That and that game, if anything, that game probably hurt fans the most or had the biggest uproar with the fans. Uh, was because of the fact, of course, Ryan Walters went to Purdue. He's now the head coach at Purdue, mm-hmm. and uh, Illinois wa- went into West Lafayette, and Purdue just I, I'll I'll put it bluntly, they manhandled us. Mm-hmm. They flat man have beat us by 20 points. You know, and people were saying that shouldn't have happened and it really shouldn't have. Uh, mm-hmm. We, we should not have lost that game that bad. Then they turn around and they lost to Nebraska only scored seven points against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, no. you know, now, you know, Nebraska's getting better. Don't get me wrong. They're still, they're, they're getting better. And I think that team's gonna, gonna, if they can stay, stay on the plan, I think they might be all right in a couple of years. Uh, but there's no way we should have only scored seven points against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You know, then we turn around and we beat Maryland at Maryland. So it's kind of like it, this whole season has just been an up and down, up and down, up and down. So, you know, not really surprised we didn't make a bowl game uh, after the season started. Before the before the season started, I I would have said eight wins was a was a pretty good mark that they could have made. Uh, six and six was the definite guarantee. Uh, but you know, when you go in and you're playing at home against Northwestern and you give them basically two touchdowns on back-to-back fumbles by your special teams, you're not going to win a ball game that way. And, you know, so I think Bielema has got a lot of things to clean up for sure. Uh, cause you know, we're more than likely not going to have Randolph and, and Newton back. So, you know, there's basically our front, our an entire defensive front is gone. Uh, cause I think the other guy's a senior, uh, we lose, a I think Seth Coleman is gone. Uh, the, one of the better linebackers, um, uh, the offensive line, we're losing a couple of guys off of it. 
Uh, I've already heard, I think Reggie Love has already entered the transfer portal. So pretty much it's, 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 you know, that's going to be a, a situation running back next year. Uh, they're trying to keep Isaiah Washington around. They're trying to get him to exercise one more year and stay. Uh, because I think one of the other receivers, I think it's Casey Washington. He's leaving. He's a senior. So, you know, there, there are going to be a team in flux. And I think one thing that Bielema is going to have to do, he's going to have to take a page out of Brad Underwood's book. And that is, you know, Underwood, uh, last, last season, I was talking with Deion Thomas and he said that Brad had came to him and said, you know, I got to get and change my way of thinking. I've got to make this team old in a hurry. And I think that's what Bielema was going to have to do with the football team. He's going to have to make it old in a hurry. So that he's going to have to bring in the transfer portal, bring in some, instead of finding guys that are going to be for, he's going to have to go back to doing, getting guys for a couple of years, a year, you know, that, that fifth year senior guy. And if they've already brought in a couple of guys, but, and go the junior college route, he's, he's going to have to start getting in some older players and just hope like heck can keep the freshmen happy. Uh, the one freshman I was worried about, uh Malik Elzey I think he's going to stay at least the uh, the the reports have it he's not going to enter the portal which I thought he would because they started they started playing him in the first few games and then all of a sudden he's become he became a forgotten man he became the Casey Washington Pat Bryant and Isaiah Williams show and mm-hmm. um you know so with with one of the with with a couple of those guys leaving possibly Isaiah leaving I think and I think Elsie may have seen that okay I can make my hay next year so hopefully he will stay and that'll help there as far as the rest of the Big 10 a lot of people were surprised that Michigan did well without Harbor on the sidelines uh, you know let's face it yeah they got into a big stink and they got a problem and mm-hmm. and he got he got sm- smacked for it mm-hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, he doesn't have a bunch of nobodies as his coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You know, you miss him for a couple, three games with the talent that team has mm-hmm. and the, the coaching staff he's put together. You know, I was not surprised they didn't they didn't lose out. I mean, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people said, oh, we'll see how they are without him on the sidelines. I was like, OK, you know, guys, look. Um, it's not going to be any different, you know, that, and you know, and and up until the Ohio state game, they really hadn't played their schedule. Wasn't that bad. Um, now, you know, the Ohio state game and, and of course that's always a big one for them. And I think that's just a pride game in, in Michigan, in Michigan's, uh, eyes, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for this year, uh, Penn state, I thought, um, did what Penn state always does. They presented themselves very well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there, they were a couple of plays here and there from, um, you know, maybe upsetting a couple of, a couple of the big boys, yeah. uh, Ohio state, a little bit of a down year for them, even though the record wouldn't, wouldn't suggest that, you know, they, they, they just, they, this didn't seem like they were playing Ohio state football this year for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I really don't know why that's the case. Um, but, uh, that's just, that's just what it seemed like to me. Um. Well, it seems like Michigan just kind of sucked up the uh, uh, the energy or the uh, or the news in the Big Ten all year long because of their issues. Mm-hmm. No, they were they were winning, but with uh, Jim Harbaugh issues and with the uh, with the scouting scandal and all that, uh, they just sucked up a lot of energy, a lot of publicity yeah. out of the. Uh, uh, out of the Big Ten, and you know it's Michigan, Michigan, Michigan all year, 
And it's kind of like everybody expected them to run through that schedule, and they did. And I, I agree with you. Harbaugh is an outstanding coach. And I think one of the it reflects well on him that when he won there, and I forgot how many games it was. I think it might have been up to six games. He he was he was out uh, three in the early part of the season and three in the middle part of the season. I think. Or th- well, th- uh, but uh, he, yeah, at the end or the, the yeah, something like that. The scouting. There was a recruiting. There was a recruiting scandal about something about visiting players he wasn't supposed to then right and that, a, yeah that's what kept him out the scouting. first three games and then then the last three games it was the whole uh sign stealing thing yeah sign stealing scandal and the the coach who ended up on central michigan sideline dressed up as a central central michigan coach yeah which is kind of funny uh but you know the uh you know he's so well organized such so well prepared that like you said he has his assistants they know what to do you know, he's probably – he's certainly one of the elite coaches in, in the college football, and he's probably up there with Nick Saban mm-hmm. and probably up there with Kirby Smart. The, those are the type of guys that know yeah. how to prepare their teams and their and have the right assistant coaches in place. And if something happens like that, the machine just keeps rolling. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a compliment to him. Yeah. But not to interrupt you, but to get back to one thing on the mm-hmm. Big Ten, sure. And I guess this is this is the SEC too, right? Uh, you're talking about the weak weakness of the uh, of the was it the Big Ten West division, right? Big Ten West, yeah. Uh, you know, divisions. That's a problem with having divisions in a, in a college football. You know, it's not so much acute in the SEC, but they've had years when one division has just been a lot stronger than the other division. Right. And I guess, and I know the SEC next year is not it's doing away with divisions. I think the Big Ten is too. Yeah, I mean that that's that'll be talk. good. That's the talk, you know. Uh, is yeah. that at least in at least in the football end of they're going to do they're going and basketball too probably or all sports they're going to re uh, probably not do divisions next year and rethink the idea, but. You know, my thing is, if they expand to twenty teams with a, a couple years down the road, they will have to think about divisions at that point again and and revisit it because I don't see any way you can have a twenty team league and and have any kind of decent competition. Uh, you know, competitiveness, I should say. Wow. Uh, you know, from teams in the bottom half of it. I mean, I I just don't know how that happens. Yeah, I know. You know, uh, with Purdue winning, the, I think Purdue won that division last year with an eight and four record. Um, yeah, it, it creates a problem when you've got your uh, your championship game is is an undefeated team and and then an eight and four team. You know who you right. know is not near as well. Right. Uh, Iowa was ten and two going. I think I was ten and two or ten ten and two. Ten going and two. Into that game. Yeah, they were ten ten yeah, and two overall, it, seven and two in the conference. Yeah. But they didn't measure. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they really didn't measure up to Michigan, Ohio. It been the natural championship game would be another Michigan Ohio State matchup. Yeah, and and I uh, think that's what they that's what they want to try to do. They want to try and get mm-hmm. that, you know. But as a lot of people have said, it's kind of it kind of borders on the redundancy factor when you have always have Ohio State Michigan at the end of the year. Yeah. And then you turn around and play them. You want them. You want them to play in the championship game. Now there's talk of having a four-team Big Ten conference playoff, 
um, how they would work that. I, again, I don't know. I mean, it would, obviously you're, you're, you know, you're going to see Michigan state and Ohio state, but now next year we got four new teams coming in. So you got to figure that into it. Um, and, and that's what, and this is what has a lot of people, in Illinois, um, a little bit apprehensive is when, you know, we're not just bringing in any four teams we're bringing in, you know, pretty much four top football there for top sports teams, really right. top football teams yeah. with, with UCLA, USC, Oregon, and, and Washington. Um, you know, people are saying, well, where are we going to fit into all this? Cause we're already looking up at Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, um, you know, and so I don't know how that's all going to, how that's all going to work. We'll see how, uh, how it plays in the whitewash. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here and then we're going to come back and we're going to do a little, uh, uh, I won't say prognostic, but we're going to try and figure out how this, how this all shakes out in terms of, uh, the bowl games. You heard of hydration multiplication. That's what you get from the number one powdered sports drink in America. It's called liquid IV. It delivers two times faster hydration in water and three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It uses a process called cellular transport technology, which acts as a hydration multiplier designed to deliver more rapid absorption of water into the body. It also delivers key vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C. It's non-GMO, contains no soy or dairy. It's gluten-free. Comes in a variety of formulas. They have an electrolyte replacement formula. You know, I've used that when I've been out working in the yard in the summertime. An energy hydration formula. You need a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. There's even an immune-boosting formula, a kombucha blend for dietary health, and a formula for better sleep through hydration. They have a multitude of flavors that taste very light, no aftertaste. All are very refreshing. I'm partial to golden cherry, azu, pineapple, and strawberry lemonade. They also have other flavors like lemon-lime, green grape, and pina colada. It also comes in sugar-free that uses an amino acid blend instead of artificial sweeteners. There's even a hydration formula designed for kids in flavors they like, like Concord Grape, Crisp Apple, Tropical Punch, Banana, and Cotton Candy. Liquid IV is conveniently packaged in individual pouches or sticks, so you can take them literally anywhere. The beach, the gym, the office, school, even on an airplane. Did you know humidity in an airplane is 5 to 12% less than the Sahara Desert? So long flights get you dehydrated, and that causes jet lag. Coffee, tea, alcohol won't help. Ask for a bottle of water, drop in a stick, and stay hydrated. Liquid IV also cares about the world we live in, so they resource sustainable materials from family farms. They use 100% recycled materials in their packaging, and they provided grants to help expand access to clean and abundant water in other countries. So right now, go to liquidiv.com, use the promo code GCS at checkout to get 20% off. You can also shop Better Hydration using my special link, zen.ai slash Talking Sports on the Bleachers, and get 20% off anything you buy. Check out Hydration Multiplication. Try Liquid IV. Go to liquidiv.com, use the promo code GCS at checkout. All right, now we're back, and we talked a little bit about bowl games, Russ. So let's, let's kind of get into some of them. As I f- go back to f- try and find my bowl schedule that I had here, there it is. Uh, you know, we're not going to, go- we're not going to try and do like we did the- a couple years ago and go through every bowl game. Cause that just got redundant. We didn't really know half the teams that were playing in some of them. So no, uh, we'll just kind of stay with the, with, 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 you know, with, with the, uh, new year's six and a couple of the other, uh, t- um, known bowls, if you will. So I want to start, start this with, um, uh, 
let's go ahead and start this with the the Texas Bowl uh, on December 27. That's going to feature a Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. Uh, and you mentioned earlier that Texas A&M really wasn't a a really good team this year. So what's your feelings about how they can fare against the, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State? Well, Oklahoma State's been up and down this year, but I would be surprised if, if they didn't win because Texas A&M is working off – they fired uh, they fired their head coach. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, the, the, they, they wrote a well, – I forgot how many million-dollar check to, to send him on his way. But uh, so, you know, I, I've been working with an assistant, a, a staff that probably won't be there much longer. Uh, they got they hired their new coach. It's the Duke guy that was at Duke, and that right now I can't think of his name. I doubt if he'll be there at the game, but I just think that with the with the change in coaching and all, it's going to be that should be an Oklahoma State game. I would expect. Yeah, let's kind of look at the Gator Bowl now. We got Clemson and Kentucky. I I really thought Kentucky this was going to be Kentucky's year to make a make mm-hmm. some, somewhat of a splash and. You know, it just didn't seem like they they. And now again, like we say, uh, a lot of a lot of the media for S, you know, like like the Big Ten, a lot of the media for SEC is is centered around Alabama, Georgia. So you don't hear much about the Mizzou's mm-hmm. and the Kentuckys. So, uh, what what do you make of the Kentucky versus Clemson matchup? Um, you know, I don't know, Don. Clemson. Both teams had disappoint. Both teams would consider to have disappointing years. Uh, Clemson has usually been the program in the past, but, you know, Kentucky surprised me. They came up and beat Louisville at the end of the year. I thought Louisville would take them out. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I thought Louisville would take out Florida State, and they didn't. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I think I made my bowl selections on my ESPN Bowl Mania game, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I picked Kentucky. I you think I Kentucky. did, just mainly to be loyal to the – SEC, SEC, but I, you know, I don't know that I know that that that'll probably be a good game. I think that'll be a good game. Yeah, uh, we talked about um, your your Missouri uh, Tigers mm-hmm. going against the Buckeyes in the Cotton Bowl. In some respects, I kind of see this game, uh, and like you said, Ohio State is going to be using a backup quarterback. But then again, mm-hmm. how many times have they gone into a game with a backup quarterback and? won a ball game I and mean, they they they, they mm-hmm. seem to just have somebody ready to go no matter what over there uh but i i also think this is going to be a game where ohio state's going to say look we i think maybe they felt they got jobbed uh having to, you know with 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 michigan they they shouldn't they get they got beat square but i think maybe they want to make sure that that is the last game they they uh they lose for the season i mm-hmm. i think they're on a mission um, but I don't know if they are going to over or underestimate Missouri. Cause I think he's like, you've said Missouri had a really good year this year. And I don't think Ohio state is quite, uh, I mean, yeah, we, they, they played Michigan, they played Penn state, they played a couple other, uh, uh, decent games, but you know, the, what Missouri has got, and I'm going to, I'll be quite frank of what's the 14 teams right now in the big 10. I'm going to say Missouri is probably if you put Missouri in the Big Ten right now, football wise, boy, I would be hard pressed to keep them out of the top top six, top seven in Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't think Ohio State's ready for that. I mean, yeah, they played they played Penn State, they beat Penn State, 
uh, they beat Maryland, but you know, their other wins were against Rutgers. They did beat Notre Dame, but that in, in, in a tough game, but you know, I'm not sure. So that, that to me is going to be a good, I think it go, we could go either way. I'll go with Ohio state just because it's big 10 and that's where I probably should have my allegiance, but I think they're in for a big, uh, in, in for a tough game. Well, I think Ohio state, one thing, you know, they have depth at positions. I mean, they're a program that's right now is deeper than Missouri because mm-hmm. I mean, Ryan Day's been he. This isn't his first great year, right? You know, and so he's going to have depth. He's going to have some backup quarterback ready to go. I know okay. that the the problem the the I think that you know will Ohio State be as motivated as Missouri is, and that's right. the that would be the question. And uh, so I just have to see when it hits when the teams hit the field. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, the Peach Bowl is featuring Ole Miss uh, and Penn State. Ole Miss is, of course, uh, who Illinois played last year and 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 didn't uh, was not victorious. Penn State's a good ball a good ball team. Um, mm-hmm. They're 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 very well coached. They got some really uh, they played really well this year. Uh, again, you know they they they're in they're in the wrong they were in the wrong division to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, uh, you know. If they'd have been in the West, they would have just flat run. They would probably have been undefeated if they'd have been in the West, right? Right. Um, you know, of the Big Ten. So I, I, I think, um, and I, I don't know that much about how Old Miss has done this year, uh, but I think Penn State, um, looking at that, what they've got, I think maybe they felt a little slighted. They didn't get it a a a, a, a better bowl game. Um, you know, I don't know how much better they could have they could have expected with. With Ohio in with Ohio State taking the Cotton Bowl, uh, I think they got a good good bowl game. Um, so I don't know if they're going to be griping about it or not. But you know they may think they've got something to prove as well. You know, a lot, yeah. like like Missouri does in the in the Cotton Bowl. So and doing it against a a um, an SEC opponent, I think would just make it even even better for them. Um, so what do you what uh, what do you think about Ole Miss? How what uh, shot they got in this game? Well, I think they're like uh, Penn State. They're a really good team. I think uh, Lane Kiffin has really been building that program up and getting it better every year. Uh, they they finished ten and two, mm-hmm. and they played in the West Division the same as Division Alabama did. That's one of their losses. I forgot who their other loss was to. Uh, this is one game I'm really looking forward to. Actually, I think it shows two of the better teams in each conference. They're not the best teams in each conference, but they're no. the two of the better teams in each conference. Mm-hmm. And it, and I, you know, I lived in Nashville for several years, Don, and yeah. uh, I followed the Vanderbilt program while I was living there. Right, went to some of their games. James Franklin, uh, he he became the coach there after I left, moved from Nashville, but he took them to three straight bowl games. That's just never been done in Nashville and in Vanderbilt. Right. I mean, and then as soon as he left, they went back to what they were. Uh, <laughs> he's got something. He's got something special, and it's it's like you said. It's unfortunate he was in the same division as Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. Um, you know, they put him in in the other division, and they're winning division championships every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think Kevin's a good coach. I think James Franklin's a good. It's going to be a good game. I can't remember who I picked on my bowl my bowl mania pick. Uh, but it, it's one of those that was close draw. So I, I like I said, I haven't watched that many Penn State games and watched a few Ole Miss games. I don't know what, I don't know what my call would be. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's one I'm looking forward to seeing. It's oh, one yeah, that I think I, it's one on my calendar to, to sit down and watch. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's probably uh, of of the of the bowl games on that this on December 29th and 30th. I think that's probably going to be one of the most interesting games uh, along with the Missouri Ohio State. I think that one's going to be a very good one too. Yeah. Uh the Music City Bowl fe- featuring a SEC Big 10 matchup is Auburn versus Maryland. Uh you know, Tui's little brother over there at Maryland um because I can't pronounce his last name to save my life anyway. Uh, so, you know, we'll just go with Tui. Uh, his little brother over there, he's a – he's – I tell you what, when we played them, I I was very surprised that we were able to contain him as well as we did. You know, I think a lot of that was just uh, – I think maybe our defensive line was just a little bit better than their – than what they were expecting. And I think uh, um, Henry, Aaron Henry put up a very good defensive uh, plan against uh, Maryland that, that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made some mistakes. They killed themselves a little bit. I mean, they did make mistakes. So I, 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 I'm going to say Auburn's always a tough program. I know they're always going to be coming ready to play. And mm-hmm. uh, this is one I think the SEC probably will be able to, to hang their hat on as far as the mm-hmm. Big Ten SEC matchup in the bowl game. Well, I think that um, Hugh Freeze is the first-year coach at Auburn, mm-hmm. and he's he's a really good coach. I mean, he's won wherever he's played at. I mean, he won at Arkansas State. He won at Ole Miss. He won. He built that Liberty program into something special. And I think if you give him this much time to prepare for a game, he'll be ready. I can't fairly say anything about Maryland because I've never seen him play, so I don't yeah. know much about him. Uh, then, but if you know, I'm pretty sure I picked Auburn as my as yeah. to win that game. Yeah. Uh, the Orange Bowl, Georgia versus Florida State. I mean, how much of a revenge chip on their shoulder is Florida State going to have in this game? I mean, it's bad enough you don't let them into the college football playoff, but mm-hmm. then you get, you're get you going to put them up against a Georgia team that you kicked out of the college football playoff. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I think it depends how motivated – I. Geez, you know, you, like you said, uh, Florida State's really going to really be having a chip on their shoulder. I just really, in the end, I think Georgia will win it going away. That's just me. Uh, I just think they have that much more depth. I think they're, they're, they're that much further along in their program. I think they're one of the top four teams in the country. If if the team's motivated, and Kirby's more, uh, smart, never has any trouble motivating his teams, it seems like. No, I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll win that game, but you know, you know that's you never know. So you never know. That's why they play them, right? Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin and LSU in the ReliaQuest Bowl. Well, that's a January first bowl game. Um, you know, we played Wisconsin almost dead even at at uh, Champaign, and mm-hmm. you know, quite frankly, yes, they're a solid football team, but. Uh-huh. was not impressed um now that's one of the losses i pointed to is in, on illinois schedules like you know we played toe-to-toe with them how how did we lose this game and you know and, and i think what you say with lsu's got the weapons and and i don't think wisconsin uh, can handle the running game uh that lsu's gonna throw at them. i just don't see it happening uh myself so uh i you know i am just gonna go with lsu's defense is you can score on them missouri scored on them most people score on lsu 
So I don't, I don't know much about Wisconsin. I don't know what kind of offense they have, but they can score on LSU. The thing is, Jaden Daniels. I mean, he is something special. So for if you go down the if you go down the field and score, he's going to come back and score. They're right. going to lead the offense. So it's yeah, going to be a you know if you get in a shootout with them, you're you know you're you're kind of in trouble. And he's hard to defense. So I. You know, I guess I'm with you. I go with LSU, but I don't do that because I don't I don't know much about Wisconsin. Yeah, well, I, so. I don't you know, it, it Wisconsin, I don't see them able to get into a shootout and match and match uh, point for point. Um mm-hmm. I think if if they can control Daniels, which I don't I'm not sure they can cuz like I said, they their defense is good. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not something that, you know, I'm going to write home about and say, you know, it, it's not an Iowa defense. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, th- they're not going to clamp down. I mean, they can, but I don't think they've got the depth on defense to, to keep a Daniels down for long. So citrus bowl has got Iowa, Tennessee. And I just uh, mentioned Iowa, Illinois. That's another game. Illinois should have won. Uh, they went, they had the game in their hands and they, they, mm-hmm. they let it walk away. Um, you know, but Iowa's defense, I mean, that is one thing that has always been the one thing those guys do well is they play defense. I mean, we scored 13 points against them and I thought I felt really good about that. Uh, mm-hmm. because most, most people don't, and we were the only team this year, the only team to score a touchdown at or uh, the only opposing team to score a touchdown at Iowa this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that tells you what, you know, how tough that defense is. Uh, right. I don't, I have to say, I, I'm going to go with you on our, go with your gut on Tennessee. I don't know that much about them, but you know, I know they've, they're, they're always going to be a, a ready to play. Uh, but uh, you know, I just, I, I, I don't. I don't know if Tennessee can 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 because uh, I now if Tennessee's got a decent defense, uh, you know, because Illinois. I mean, we held them held Iowa to sixteen points. They don't score that much. They're not a big high scoring team. They rely on defense. So, uh, you know, if Tennessee can get a couple quick touchdowns against them, uh, that game may be over before it starts. Yeah, I'm not sure about Tennessee. I, I, if I remember right, their quarterback hit the transfer portal, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm not sure. Like I, I think I seem like I remember that. Um, you know that I know that Iowa defense is is elite, and I uh, you know and I know they've uh, their offense is not very good. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they've got they potentially got good offense, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, if you, if someone said, uh, I might go with Iowa in that game only because, you know, I think they might be motivated. I, I really do. I think they, they might be motivated to prove something. And I'm not sure where Tennessee stands right now. Uh, it was a disappointing year for them. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, where they. You may be right on the, on the, on the something to prove because Iowa did win 10 games. And, you know, of course, like, you know, yeah, of course, like like they said, like we've said before, you know, it's just the luck of the draw that they had to face Michigan in a conference championship game that mm-hmm. is owned by Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. all there is to it. You can't say it any different. But, you know, I was, you know, like I said, the, the only thing I've got with Iowa is if if they get down more than a couple of, uh, of scores, they've got to hope the defense can bring a score to form because the offense is not going to get it. Right. That's for sure. Uh, okay. So now we got the championship 
tournament, so to mm-hmm. speak. Alabama, Michigan. Um, you know, we're talking about games we want to watch. I want to, I, I've got to find some way. I'm going to be laying in front of the TV with, you know, it's, oh, I got to be watching that one because that's, that's, oh, be yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be so two elite coaches going mm-hmm. at each other. Uh, you know, Saban and, and, uh, and Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, that's the game to watch. I, I will too. I don't know if I picked who I picked in that game. Probably <laughs> Alabama, but but yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I could go either way. I mean, I that's going to be a great game. And and uh, if, that's game, if that game is decided by more than a field goal, I will be surprised. Yes, and and probably likely or very likely, it could be that the. Uh, Winner of that game wins the national championship, you know. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think for all practical purposes, I I know how they've got the teams ranked, but I mm-hmm. think for all practical purposes, this is your national championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't, and it's not a slight on Texas or Washington. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they're both very good programs, and they, and they deserve to be where they're at. And which brings us to that game, uh, the Sugar Bowl. I mean, I should, probably should have been following a little bit more of Washington since they're, since they're coming in next year to the Big Ten. But, um, you know, they're a good program. But, you know, Texas, of course, there this, this is what? This was their they, – they're still – no, actually, they're still Big 12, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they'll be in the SEC next they'll year. They'll be SEC next year, year so which is an inter, which makes this an interesting game in, its, in itself because both teams are playing for conferences they're not going to be part of next year. Right, right. You know, so that makes it interesting in one respect. You know, I, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Texas on the on that game just for the simple fact that I don't know that much about Washington. I have seen Texas play a little bit, and they're a good mm-hmm. team. I mean, they are a good team. Uh, I again, I don't think they're in the case in in the class of Alabama, Michigan. But then again, uh, how many teams are? You know, mm, right. I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with Texas, too, for no other reason. Texas seemed like they were building momentum as the season went, went along, mm-hmm. and they got better and better. And I think yeah. um, I think they're, they're really uh, – I think they're – I think they're – I'm guessing they're the better team. But if Washington won that game, I wouldn't be floored by it, you know. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mean, I uh, think te- Texas could give Alabama or Michigan a game. I Again, I'm not sure they could win a game against e- either mm-hmm. team. Right. Um, you know, they might have more, they might have more incentive going up against Alabama, you know, being that they're going to be in the sec next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it could be, an, it, it, you know, I think it's gonna be an interesting game either way, but I think the game, the, the bowl game to watch, if you have to watch one bowl game this season, it's gotta be Alabama, Michigan. Sure. Sure. I agree. I agree. No doubt about that one. So now, Speaking of the bowl games and and the college football playoff, now next year they expand to twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the demise of the Pac-10, you know, now that we no longer have Power Five, uh, a Power Five situation as of next, unless something develops in the next couple of months that just totally changes the Mountain West or uh, the ACC, we don't have a Power Five anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, or not the ACC, I mean, the, uh, um, Pac-12. Yeah. Pac-12 gets reborn. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Um, so 
how how do you think this is going to play out? I mean, are we going to, I mean, because I know they originally were going to talk uh, champion from each of the Power 5 schools, and then the rest were going to be at large. Um, but then, of course, Notre Dame will get their, will get their, get their you know, because they're the top independent always. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but how do you see it now playing out without that, without a, a, a true Power 5 set of teams? Well, I think they'll think I think the power five will be thrown out. I think what they'll do is every conference, uh, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. The Big Twelve is not going to be what it was when um, when when after Texas and Oklahoma. But right. Right. I figure each uh, they'll still have these conference championship games because they they make too much money. They're oh, too yeah. popular. So I figure they'll take the conference champion in each league. And much like the uh, NCAA basketball tournament, you know, then if the, if you know if that the Texas, like if that had happened this year, uh, Alabama and Georgia both would have gotten in. Right. Uh, Michigan State, Ohio State would have both been in. Yeah, probably Michigan, Penn State would have been in. Penn State probably gets in. Uh, you know, so it's a twelve. And I've seen projections of what it would have looked like this year with the teams that were in the. New Year six top teams, right? And right, Missouri right. would have gotten in. Oregon would have gotten in. Uh, you know, Florida State would have so gotten in. Yeah, Florida State would have definitely gotten in. So, you know, there would have been uh, it would have been played out. But I really think what they'll do, and I don't think they've worked out the details on this with the Pac twelve coming apart. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll come up with the conference, the winner of the conference championship getting an automatic bid, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll let. Uh, you know, they'll have at large bids to pick right. up those teams that need to be right. picked up on. So, yeah. you know, you, you could end up with a, you know, who knows if things go, things could go kind of haywire. You could end up with an eight and four uh, Purdue team in the big, that won the big 10 championship by chance. And, you know, mm. that could happen. That you know, could. just like in the, in the NCAA tournament, you know, mm-hmm. you pick up a team that that made a got hot and made a run in the, a run. In, the in their yeah. conference tournament. So I think that's what way it'll work out. You yeah, know, we'll see. I I feel that way too. Um, I I do think though that with opening it up to twelve teams, not only are you going to allow a a situation where you've got both Ohio State and Michigan, uh, Alabama, Georgia making mm-hmm. making an appearance. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, at least fan support for mm-hmm. the places like the the conferences like the Mountain West, um, yes. you know, like the MAC, like Conference USA, saying, "Hey, we've got some top teams here." That you know, the Mountain West would be the closest thing you would have to another Power Five team or conference, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. really, with because I, you know, I, I think the common wisdom is that Oregon State and Washington State are going to join that conference, and they've already, yeah. and they've already got Boise State and a couple others. So, uh, you know, they're not a true power five, but they could, they could play one on TV, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to be very interested to see how that comes out, how deep some of these, uh, conference they get, they get in some of these conferences. Uh, like the Big Twelve, or like the uh, uh, SEC, like the Big Ten, especially with with uh, the Big Ten expanding next year, 
Um, and actually, so does the Big 12. They pick up Arizona, Arizona State, I think. And oh, yeah, I forgot Denver. about that. Some of those schools are moving. Yeah. So they got yeah. four. I think they got four teams coming in from the from the Pac 12. So it could be very yeah. interesting next year for, for, for sure. Yeah. On that. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Okay. Uh, we'll take another quick break here and then uh, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, we might even talk some basketball. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Just like a quarterback stays protected in the pocket, you need to have the things in your life protected because as we all know, sometimes life can throw you a curve. Well, that's why you need Allstate. The Wiley Group has two locations in Festus and Arnold to serve you. They offer home, auto, boat, motorcycle, business, life insurance, investments, and much more. They offer a customized approach that's unique to your situation to make sure you, your family, and assets are properly protected. They also offer great rates and savings, so give Sean and his team a call today at 636-764-6294. They'll help you with an insurance quote right over the phone. That's how they roll. That number, again, is 636-764-6294. Even give them a call if you want to talk sports, because I hear they do that too. You know, with work, kids, social functions, we all have busy lives. So you can email Sean, Sean Wiley, at Allstate.com. That's S-E-A-N-W-I. L-E-Y at Allstate.com and talk to him about your coverage options. And remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. Okay, we're back and I got Russ Robinson, my compadre from Gateway City Sports who covers the uh, Missouri and SEC and uh, like I do the Big Ten and the NC and the uh, Illinois. Uh, we got a big game coming up here on uh, December 22nd. Uh, yeah. 43rd, I think, if I read that right, edition of the Bragging Rights game. That's uh, right. The McBride Home Bragging Rights game is be the 43rd anniversary. Uh, of course, it started way back when with uh, with uh, Norm Stewart and Lou Henson uh, right. getting together with what they at that time called the Border Wars. Uh-huh. And you guys completely embarrassed us last year. Yeah. Uh, we don't even talk about that game up here anymore. It's uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of been wiped from our memory banks. We don't want to know yeah. about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so how has Missouri been doing this year? I'll let you start off. How's Missouri? Well, uh, they're seven. They're seven. They're seven and three. They've had some ups and downs. They won at uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. a game at Minnesota. They were down twenty points and they came back and won that game in an incredible fashion. Then they turned around and lost to uh, Jacksonville State or Jackson State or someone like that. Uh, they were supposed to be an easy game. Uh, they they uh, lost to Memphis, uh, which wasn't a bad loss. Except they had the lead for a good portion of that game and kind of blew it there at the end. But Memphis is a good team. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, and then they beat Wichita State. So they've uh, they've had some good wins, but it's a roster, Don, he's still putting together, uh, trying to construct. Uh, he lost some good players last year. He lost Kobe Brown to the NBA and another, and Damari Hodge to the NBA. And uh, they miss those guys. And uh, they're trying to find who's going to be the next leader, who's going to be his rotation in the lineup. And he's still figuring that out. And there's some promising young players on there and there's some promising guys that got out of the transfer portal. But one of the things they got hurt on, uh, Don, is in the Wichita State game, this kid named uh there was a transfer out of uh 
uh, let's see, I forgot where, uh, Iowa State named Caleb Grill. And he could do a little bit of everything. He could shoot from the outside. He could he could rebound. Uh, he broke his wrist in the Wichita State game, so he's out six mm-hmm. or seven weeks. And I think they really missed him against Kansas on Saturday. They got beat by eight or nine points by Kansas. And uh, they were playing from behind for a lot, large part of the game. But uh, I think they missed that guy. I don't know if they would have won, but he would have made the game closer. Mm-hmm. So th- it's a roster or a lineup that's still trying to they're still trying to figure things out. And, you know, and I think Illinois, I don't think they're, they're going to sneak up on Illinois this year. I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I guarantee after last year, uh, uh, Brad, I think Brad Underwood's already had this game circle on the calendar the day yeah. after the day after the game last yeah. year. Uh, it, you know, Illinois is kind of in the same boat in terms of uh, trying to figure things out uh, because we brought in, um, you know, uh, uh, as I said earlier, Brad Underwood said they had to get old and they did get old in a hurry, you know, bringing in some fifth year guys, uh, Quincy Garrier, Marcus Damask, uh, Justin Harmon. You know, those three guys, uh, and I'll tell you, the guy I'm most impressed with out of those three, uh, at least initially, was Marcus Damask, uh, the kid from Southern, Southern Illinois. He reminds me a lot of um, uh, an older player years ago called named Neil Bresnahan. He's a better scorer than Neil was, but he's heady. He's always around the ball. I mean, um, there's just... There's no time that I think when he's on the court, wherever the ball is at, especially when he's on defense, if he's not within five step uh, steps of it, it's because somebody's knocked him on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way he is. He's just a real heady player, good shooter, uh, good rebounder, tough. Um, Quincy Garrier has given them some 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 help on the inside. He's a six eight kid, uh, not I shouldn't say kid, six eight grad student. Uh, uh, I think he played at at Oregon. He he was a transfer in from Oregon, and he's he's had a couple of good games. He's had already had like two or three double doubles. Uh, so he's really he's he's helped out on the inside. It's kind of put uh, the 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 roster in or the lineup in a little bit of a flex because um, you know we thought going into this year, at least the fans did, uh, you know you would see a lot more of Dane Danger in the middle, uh, more of. Uh, uh, Coleman Hawkins on the wing. You would see Luke Goody on the wing. Uh, but uh, Damask has been playing basically starting instead of Goody. Uh, Garrier has, has been starting instead of Danger, which in, in one respect is all right because you, you've got some really top players then coming off the bench, uh, especially with Luke Goody, the guy that can hit threes the way he can. But then you've got a couple of young kids in there that they brought in, uh, Dre Gibbs, Lawhorn, Almani uh, Hansberry. And I watched, uh, I was at the, 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 the stadium watching one of the preseason games or Hansberry. Somebody asked me about my, my thoughts about him after the game. And, and, you know, I, I said, well, he's, you know, he's a good player. looks like he can rebound. So then I looked at his stats. He had a double, double in that game. He had like 18 <laughs> points and, and 12 rebounds. Um, and, and only played 23 minutes. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and so I, so I've nicknamed him the quiet beast. <laughs> because you just don't you just don't you don't pay much attention to him but then you look up in the stat sheet and here he is um he's mm-hmm. just that kind of a guy that kind of again he's a freshman uh they've got uh a different thing going to point guard this year we don't really have again a true point guard ty rogers 
is the 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 point guard of choice right now. Uh, Nikolai Moretti, another freshman that came in actually mid year last year, has shown some good promise at the point. Uh, but he injured his ankle. I'm not sure he's back yeah. on, or if he will be back by the time they play Missouri. Uh, but he's a real, I mean, he's a, he's only six one, but he, and he's not that, that extremely fast, but he's quick and he's very experienced. He's a kid from Europe. He's from Italy played at the DMA Academy, DMA Academy in Florida played, uh, some Academy ball in, 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 uh, Italy, uh, European, uh, I think it's called the European pre NBA or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's some kind of thing. The NBA runs over there and, uh, he's just, he's really, really a good kid. Uh, can't wait to see him mature a little bit. Hopefully he'll stick around. Of course we we've got Terrence Shannon jr. Back and we've got, uh, uh, you know, uh, Coleman Hawkins. Hawkins had uh, some tendonitis in a knee. He was out for three or four games there, but between Marquette and when we played Florida Atlantic, and that's been the three the three games we've had that I think have kind of been different outside of the the uh, uh, preseason game against Kansas, which we won by the way. Uh, <laughs> Maui strong. Uh, it was it was so it was it was actually fun to see to beat Bill Self back in Champaign, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we lost to Marquette. Played a good game against Marquette, uh, but you know, in the end, we just it, it, it was just a a situation where they they couldn't close the deal. I mean, they yeah. had the game, and then they just they they couldn't close it and let uh, Marquette just you know I won't say walk away from them, but because it was only a seven point game, um, but you know they they let they let uh Marquette back into it and, and win that game Florida Atlantic uh at the at the um uh Madison Square Garden uh, it was part of the uh, uh Jimmy V Classic I think it was um you know they beat them by 9 played a very good game against a really tough Florida Atlantic team now we just we just lost to Tennessee and that was at that was at Knoxville so you know yeah, yeah but that's... you know we, we, we stayed within seven points and we actually had the lead on Tennessee uh, going into like 15 minutes into the second half. And then they hit a 10 0 run and it just, it was, it was all over. But that, after that, I mean, uh, what surprised me about Tennessee, that Tennessee game. And I think one thing that really Brad is going to be hitting here um, hard in this, in this uh, five days before we play Colgate. And then of course the 10 days before we played Missouri is rebounding because we got killed on the inside with Tennessee. They were mm-hmm. much more physical than we were on the inside. Mm-hmm. And when we start getting into Big Ten play, and we get we go up against the the you know the Zach Eadies and 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 some of the kids that 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 are uh, that are there in the Big Ten, it's you know we're going to have to get that inside game figured out. So I think if if anything Missouri can exploit right now is going to be. Uh, forcing turnovers and uh, the inside game. Well, do you see that as a as an as an option for the Tigers? Yes, uh, mainly because uh, Gates in the offseason worked on the transfer portal to bring in more size. Missouri was one of the worst rebounding teams in the country last year. Still made managed to make the second round of the NCAA tournament. I mean, they were out rebounded by so many teams, right. and that's why beat them in the second round of the against Princeton. They just out-rebounded him. Well, he went in the portal, and he brought in this seven-foot-five guy 
named Connor Vanover, I think. He's been around, knocking around. He was at Arkansas for a while and Oral Roberts for a while. And uh, he's helped. Mm -hmm. uh, he can rebound. He's not a double-double machine, but he does rebound uh, pretty well. He can block shots. They've got a seven-foot freshman. And then they've got another 6'10 freshman. Mm. And then they've got another, uh, they've got a seven foot two guy on the bench. I don't know how much help he's going to be. Mm -hmm. So he's addressed that. So it could be. I, mean, I didn't know much about Illinois, Don, but if you said there's problems on the inside, uh, yeah. Missouri's got some, got some hot this year. So, yeah. you know, it could, and some talent in the, under there. So oh, the, we'll the, yeah, the, yeah, the inside. I mean, we're averaging. I mean, you know, I said Gary A is six eight, Coleman Hawkins is six ten, um, Danges six nine six ten, uh, Hansberry is six eight. So, you know, we're not extremely uh, tall on the inside. Now, you know, uh, Danges is still a pretty good size, big body in there, and actually, so is Hansberry. I think Hansberry runs about two twenty five, six eight, two twenty five. Um, mm -hmm. so we, we've got a little bit of size, but yeah, nothing what you're talking about in the seven foot range. I mean, uh, you know, our, our days of having, having that, that big aircraft carrier in the middle, uh, he's in Japan right now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we, we don't have much in that. Now we've got a couple guys hopefully coming in next year. Um, uh, uh Morez Johnson, uh, uh, this, what they're, what they're saying, this kid is just a beast um 610 230 something like that uh and you know he can run he can shoot he can he's tough as nails defensively so hopefully this that he can add some things and they're bringing in a kid i think on the transfer or not transfer for that uh maybe train i can't remember where, where he's at but um another kid around 610 611 that they're bringing in uh that they signed so um, you know, they're, they're, they've got the idea that they're bringing in some talent and of course they're going to be losing some with, uh, Hawkins is Hawkins is probably going to go NBA. He probably shouldn't, but he probably will. Uh, of course, uh, Shannon jr. Will be gone. And of course the, the three guys we brought in will be gone. Uh, be interesting to see if Dane Jane, Dane danger stays around after, after this season, uh, cause he'll have one more year. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think height is where we're going to be very, uh, have the issue. We are not as bad a three point shooting team as we were last year. So you're not, you're going to see a little bit better shot, uh, shot selection from the arc and a little bit better uh, accuracy, uh, with this Illinois team this year from the arc as, as opposed to last year. Um, but, uh, you know, all in all should still be a good game. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping we'll be able to, to come up with a victory over you guys for, to bring, bring that trophy back up here. Uh, yeah. so we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. You know, it, it'd be an interesting game for both teams. I mean, you'll be seeing where they're at mm -hmm. right before they both start their conference play yeah so well, what do you so what do you think about missouri in the, in the sec conference because you know the sec's pretty much always been a a a football conference but you do have some pretty decent basketball teams in that in that uh in that conference yeah they and they replaced some coaches this year they made some good some of the teams made some good hires uh oh miss brought in a uh uh, golly, they brought in a new coach, and I can't right now. But he was uh, he was very successful at Texas Tech. Um, uh, let's see, I was trying to think of some of the new coaches in the league. Uh, you know, I, offhand, it's it's kind of slipped my mind. But you know, Kentucky and Tennessee, uh, 
and we'll be we'll be in Alabama. We'll be strong again this year. It just depends. It should be a deeper league, a stronger league. Mm-hmm. And uh, Missouri's not going to slip up on anybody this year. They, this year, after they they kind of sn- snuck up on people, people didn't really believe they were that good. They were a fast team. And they scored a lot, right? Uh, and they t- forced a lot of turnovers. Uh, you get them in the half course defense last year. You could you could take them, uh, but this is a little different team this year. But the conference, I think, will be deeper this year. So I don't know. I, I would you know they finished. I think they finished in the top five or six last year. They might have been fourth in the conference. I forgot, but they did make the semifinals of the, of the SEC tournament. So, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to tell because I right. haven't seen that many teams play. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I really just hope they finish in the top half of the conference. I mean, you know, I mean, you get in the top half of the conference, you're going to make an NCAA tournament probably. Right, right. So, yeah. And, you know, well, in, in as far as the Big Ten goes, I mean – everybody's looking at Purdue and of course it's hard to hard to miss Purdue when you got a seven foot five center uh yeah you know with Zach Eady uh but they just lost to Northwestern the other day you know that was that was the shot heard around the world really I mean they, yeah. they lost to Northwestern so I think Illinois to Purdue I think Wisconsin's uh gonna be good Michigan State I don't know um, they are kind of struggling right now, uh, to kind of find their way. So we'll, we'll see how they go. Ohio state. Um, uh, I think their basketball is kind of lacking a little bit right now. Uh, Maryland could be a team that could, that could, uh, cause they're always well coached and they're, they could be a team that could jump up and slap somebody. Uh, but I think your top, your top three and, you know, in no particular order, uh, I say that because I just don't like making Purdue number one, but uh, <laughs> would be Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin. I think Michigan yeah. State will be there. Of course, Izzo's always going to have a team that's going to be tough to play. Uh, I think now with Northwestern beating uh, Purdue, you know, people are looking at Purdue saying, hey, you're not invincible anymore. Uh, so maybe that's going to play against, I think a lot of him probably going to uh, be studying film from that game. Um, so, you know how many teams will this may be the one year and i'll and and i just listened to a, a radio program before we started our 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 thing tonight this may be the one year you may not see more than six teams in the big in the ncaa tournament out of the big 10 hmm okay, okay. Uh, you know i think like i said the the the, the illinois uh, purdue wisconsin probably michigan state uh maryland and you know after that uh you might see rutgers or penn state sneak in there uh mm-hmm. but uh it's it's you know unless unless some teams get it together here real quick um it's going to be slim pickings because you know they were talking about signature wins and you know illinois got one against florida atlantic mm-hmm. we could probably get two if we beat missouri after that we get into big 10 schedule unless we're beating purdue or Wisconsin, there's probably not a signature win left in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, you know, I, I'm thinking we're, we're, you know, just because of that, uh, the Big Ten's going to be down in, in terms of, of teams getting into the, the tournament. Exactly, yeah. So. Well, I, you know, I think that, you know, it's it's too early to make a clear call oh, on either team. Right. And because, uh, like I said, both coaches are putting their – their roster together, figuring out what their lineup's going to be, 
and the rotation's going to be. I feel like Gates will get down to eight or nine players in his rotation. He'll settle that in the next before they hit the SEC season at the first of the year. So um, they play Seton Hall on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunday at Kansas City. So that'll be the next test for the hit Illinois. Uh, right. So, you know, I don't know much about Seton Hall this year, but, you know, they're out of the Big East. So that'd be a nice challenge for them to play and see where well, uh, if, if it's any indication, Rutgers beat Seton Hall 70 to 63 uh, a couple days ago. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if that well, if that's any okay. indication of, of, of <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not sure. Well, it a, is, but you it's, know. A, it's a semi-neutral court. It's in Kansas City, but that's obviously oh, okay. Missouri's. That's Missouri's um, turf. Territory. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Missouri's okay. turf. So we'll see. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. So, uh, well, you know, again, and, and, and you know, just a final thought. I will, I will, you know, definitely agree that I think both teams are are looking at that. I think Brad's going to try. I think he may want to do an eight man uh, rotation, but I think he's going to be forced into a ten man uh, rotation okay. just because of the talent that's on that team. Mm-hmm. Most coaches, you know. Uh, would probably like to have his problem at this point mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with so much talent that he's got on the roster, keeping a lot of that talent happy and, and keeping it fresh. I think that's why he wants, he wants, because Gribbs Lawhorn has been getting uh, a good uh, rotation at the point on certain games. Now I don't think he played in the Tennessee game. Let me see. I don't think he did. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, he got him for one minute, but but yeah, I mean, so so he's going to be counting on those on on as he puts it, the old guys, uh, sure, you know, Shannon Coleman, Gary A, um, Damask, you know, he's going to be counting on those guys for the most for the bulk of the minutes, and you know, the other guys are just going to uh, you know, filter in where they can. So, well, uh, we've gone a lot longer than we had than we normally do, but then again, we we're absent for a month or two. So yeah, <laughs> well, I think we had to make up some, some ground. Um, sure. so Russ, as always tell the, tell the folks where they can find you, man. Uh, well, you know, I'm at gateway city sports. I b- blog the Mizzou, Mizzou musings, uh, blog there. I'm on Twitter at, um, at FR Robinson, one nine five seven. I'm uncle Frank on Twitter at FR Robinson, one nine five seven. I do some blogging at Redbird Rants for the Cardinals, and I'll have to. Uh, I'm going to have to start working on something as soon as we settle out. See what the Cardinals have. Uh, kind of see how this this uh, this free agent season goes. But uh, yeah. you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. But anyway, I'm over at Redbird Rants, and I knock around at the Cardinal Facebook groups a lot, and in the, in the Mizzou Facebook groups a lot. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, they can run into me there. That's, that's, that's where I always run into you. Uh, and, uh, you know, as for me, of course, you always find me at, uh, at gateway city sports. I've, I've been doing, uh, a, uh, champagne dreams article, uh, column on, uh, Illinois. I just put a couple of Redbird articles out. You can find me on, uh, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, at TSOTBGCS, or you can email me tsotb.gcs at gmail.com for my broadcast partner russ robinson this is don Glenn. i want to tell you all to be happy stay safe and we will see you again when we're talking sports on the bleachers good night everybody
Domination. 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 